Hello everybody, welcome back to Leached On, a podcast where I'm leached on to a certain topic for 15 minutes or more. Now, um, I don't know if many of you guys know, but my podcasts are mainly, not mainly, are very, like I got the idea, oh my gosh, I kept stuttering, I got the idea from seeing Emma's podcast, uh, Anything Goes, and also one of my online friends that, um, if you're still listening to this, hey, um, you know who you are, um, and her group of friends who did a podcast, and she referred me to Emma's podcast because my friend's podcast was originally like um, a shit and giggles podcast, and uh, I had an episode on there, and it was like one of her first serious episodes, and she was like, you should, like on it, she was like, you should start a podcast like that is kind of like Emma's, I was like, Emma who? She was like, Emma Chamberlain, I was like, Emma Chamberlain has a podcast? And then I got into Emma Chamberlain, I watched her YouTube videos, and then I checked out her podcast, and I realized that I really do enjoy how she structures her episodes, how, like, it's, like, a topic, but then she just branches all out of that topic, and one of the main things that she does frequently are advice sessions, and I was like, oh my gosh, um, I should do that, you know, I do tend to help a lot of people, and I get a lot of, I get, I'm a, I get asked a lot of like what's your advice on this so um I did a poll and I asked some people I know what are some topics and I'm just gonna start um getting started on that so the first topic I got was mental health with like kids on house uh, with oh, oh let me start over mental health with like school on how some kids can overcome stress so I think what that means is like um how school can teach kids how to overcome stress because I definitely have seen it implemented more in the recent years because I remember like in third grade they used to have like um at least my old school used to have these stress balls and stuff and like a little like stress corner and they didn't really call it stress they were more like when you're feeling overwhelmed and stuff like that and this was like third graders so that was like very deep you know oh excuse me um but now getting into the school I'm in, I don't really see it as much. I mean, teachers do talk about it, and it's still uh, an active subject, and they're, uh, they are more aware of it than they true definitely have been in the past. Like, I'm seeing more effort to overcome mental health than I ever have in the past. Um, uh, the district I'm in, I'm starting to see them put more effort towards suicide and uh, bullying and stuff like that, which I don't really remember them really giving any fucks about but now they are which again is good change and um I just feel like you know not necessarily school can offer how to help everybody um some people just like to be listened others do need the like they look they're looking they're ranting to expect a solution and others just simply need to be reassured on the topic and schools can't necessarily offer all three of those because that's not everybody's not love language but that's not everybody's like comforting language like um some students might just want to be listened you know maybe they have a lot going on where they just need somebody to listen others may just be very overwhelmed and anxious that they need a solution or they feel like they need a solution and I mean, I think a great idea would be bringing in therapists and, like, genuine therapists. Because school counselors don't really do shit. I'm sorry. But I feel like they, I feel like school should bring in therapists. And you can privately sign up 
like with a therapist like only you guys no parent form or anything and it wouldn't be illegal because it's offered at the school and it's like your choice um maybe a parent signature but if anything just forge your parent signature um nothing with like social securities or medicaid so it's not like under a hospital it's just simply a therapist someone who's licensed to help and again um you know like they do their job because most therapists anything goes if you do have thoughts of suicide or self-harm or harming others they do have to report that but i guess the difference between school counselor with home life and a therapist is a therapist is there to hear you and help you in any way they can you know um while school counselors are just like oh there's a home issue let's go call the home and be like oh we know that you're abusing your kids and then make it even harder on the kids like what the fuck but that was <laughs> that was a little harsh but i'm sorry I, I don't understand why schools do that i mean hello if i'm having a problem at home why are you gonna call my parents knowing that you're aware of it because i'm gonna get in more trouble that i told somebody um anyways and some schools um what my old school they just started to implement like mindfulness mornings where like the first like when we have like these wind classes where i'm from or like just like the first class slash block slash period um uh, you take 10 to 15 minutes out of it to be mindful you know to meditate look back on your day review your day journal but something to do as a whole class within that 10 to 15 minutes that have something to do with emotions i think that would be an amazing way for kids to come overcome stress um as an individual that's helped me overcome stress and i'm not as stressed and when i am stressed i know how to fix it um, the next topic I got is people struggling to come out to their parents. I know a lot of people who have struggled to come out to their parents, and it is a very global, it's a global issue. It's, it's hard for anybody, even, um, I, I feel like it really differs with some parents. Um, my story, I can't, I came out to my mom by doing that one audio. It's like, uh, the boys want to play with girls and the girls want to play with boys but the boys want to play with boys or girls want to play with girls or something like that. And I only sung the part where it was like, girls want to play with girls. She was like, what does that mean? I have a whole video of me coming out to my mom. I did it on my TikTok. It was like two years ago. But that's when I came out to my mom. But before that, my mom knew that I was gay because um, um, I when i was younger i was messing around with this one girl and she like told the school and stuff and then the school was like do you they told my mom they were like do you ever think that your daughter might be gay and then my mom was like what my daughter gay no and then she asked me and then i remember denying it but i really was having very gay tendencies this was like when i was like first acknowledging that yeah i'm gay um and then uh yeah then they told the school and stuff it was kind of like this big ordeal for no reason then i got in a relationship and then i got in trouble with that relationship and the Ma and my ex-girlfriend's mom was like really heated and she was like really against it and she told my mom and my mom was like finally like oh shit yeah she's gay but when I did come out to my mom I was single like when I told her mom like I am gay um I made that TikTok and she was like what does that mean I was like basically you know I like girls and in the beginning she was like my the way my parents are about it they're like I support you, um, but it's like, they're, they're, I don't know if they're okay with it, like, they, the way that they describe it, they're like, I support you, and I'm gonna love you no matter what, it's just that they don't, the way that they say it in Spanish is like, that they could never see them doing it, that's kind of obvious, because you're straight, but like, they're like, you know, I support you, and I still love you, 
and um they they just both of my parents grew up in a very religious childhood environment so they're like oh our religion goes against this but my mom she's like an ex religious person she's like you know whatever the religious the religious i grew the religion i grew up with i don't care for because i don't i'm not living by that anymore um so definitely my parents are aware and they like to joke about it with me and they support when i came when i got more comfortable with how i wanted to dress they were really supportive with that and allowed me to get clothes that i felt comfortable in and that's probably one of the biggest steps in my sexuality that my parents hit was realizing that i don't really want to dress as girly as i used to like the little mask i put on but again, everybody's parents are different. I know a lot of people whose parents have kicked them out because they came out and they're living with like grandparents and aunts and uncles and stuff like that. Um, I know people whose parents are, you know, excited that they're gay, you know, and it really just does differ from all parents. Um, I don't really think that's a certain topic. You know, you can be like, you should hear some ideas. Um, it's really just love is love. And if you're bi, if you're gay, if you're pan, it's something you know from the start. It's not something you just, oh, yeah, I've been straight my whole life, and then, yeah, now I'm bi. I mean, you know, I'm not really one to criticize one's sexuality, but um, one topic that really just upsets me is, um, like, ex-gays and stuff like that, or, like, um, someone who's, like, bi, then goes to gay, then goes to straight, then goes to bi, and just switches sexualities. I never understood that. I mean, love is love. I mean... I, I've seen people who have been straight their whole lives just, boom, turn gay after they met one girl. But I don't understand. If you aren't 100% sure what you like, then at least consider yourself questioning, you know? Um, and I believe, like, you know who you like from, like, the start. Like, I knew I was going to turn out to be gay. I never... I always felt uncomfortable around men. I mean, not now. I mean, obviously, I have a bunch of guy friends and, you know. But, you know, I've had stuff happen to me that just makes me realize that I don't like men I have never been sexually attracted to men I mean I've even gone to date one I was like hell no this is not for me I I, I know it I don't need to prove it I don't need to date a 100 men to be like hey I don't like men um I know it within me that I don't like men and I will never like men um and my parents like to think that when I grow up, I'm going to have a change and I'm going to like men. But honestly, I don't see that coming anytime soon. Um, and just realize that whoever you love, it's totally fine. Because love is love and it comes in different ways. You can have a materialistic love, platonic love, domestic or slash family love. You can have romantic love. Love is completely valid. It's the language that everyone can understand. Because love love is just there you know when love is in the air you know when you love somebody you know when you love something you just know what you feel it and you don't always have to prove it and love just comes in different ways different shapes and colors even different you know uh, languages within love like you know words of affirmation and touch and stuff like that so love is just it doesn't have a definite right or wrong you can't be wrong at loving because you love the same gender as you or because you love someone who's transgender or something like that no i mean it's com you're com it's completely valid and don't ever feel guilty for that if you are like oh man maybe it's just a phase or anything like that um you will know within your heart if it really is a phase or not i'm just gonna leave it at that <laughs> but um 
Whew, that kind of got deep really quickly. Um, and another one is slurs. I got this one on slurs. Um, I mean, I hate to admit this, but I've probably said like every slur in the book when I was younger. Um, and I made a holding myself accountable video. And not only that, I have not used any slurs from since then. Um, now for me, the only slur I can necessarily talk about is the F slur because I am gay. Um, for the R slur and stuff like that. I don't have any say in that. Um, you know, it is another word for stupid and, 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 and they used to be used in medical history, but like almost every slur, it used to be used at some point in history to label something or someone or a way someone is, and that is damaging. So, I mean, do what you will with that information. I'm not going to hold you back from saying anything. No, it's not my mouth. I guess just watch what you say because there are some people. I know some people who are okay with our slur. I know some people who are black and are okay with people saying the N-word. It, it, just, it just depends who you're around. Even though morally, like, feeling-wise, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't really have a say in that. Personally with me... I did used to get really upset when people said the F slur around me, at least when it was, like, in a negative context. Like, in the beginning, I used to, like, hate anybody who said it and that wasn't gay. And then and then I hit a phase where I started using it as a joke, like, against me or against other gay people. And then there was a point where I was like, yeah, no, I'm not letting that shit slide. And I even got into some serious heated arguments because of the word being used against me and stuff like that. And then, you know, there's been somewhere some people who I thought were straight would say it and then they're like hey you know I'm, I'm actually gay and I'm like oh you know what it's all cool don't worry about it and in reality now you know you know if you say it around me and it's actually a hilarious joke you're gonna find me laughing and stuff um just I mean in reality uh the environment I'm in a lot of people do say it and I really don't care anymore as long as it's not towards me because I hope you have enough respect to not say that word around me knowing that i'm gay i mean that's just that's just where i stand out of with it now if you tell some big buff gay man that he's a f slur and he beats you up don't say i didn't warn you because personally with me you can let it slide you know once twice once i see you saying it like every after word um okay chill out but um but you know some other dude might beat your ass for it i'm not that dude but i'm just letting you know that some people do take it way more seriously than i ever have or will um and yeah also one last topic i'm going to use it to wrap up is on helping people you know it's, it's i mean that's not a really weird topic to talk about it's um very unable not unable unexplainable topic um i got this one suggested as well like i said there are comfort languages some people, when they rant, they just want someone to listen. Some people, when they rant, they're just ranting to let it go in the air and then, you know, do a joke at the end of it. And that's how you know that they're done ranting. There's some people who need reassurance in what they're ranting, like letting them know that they're on the right path. There are some people who are looking to rant to find a solution. And comfort languages are difficult. It's something that you learn when, if you're around someone who vents a lot, you will learn what their comfort language is pretty quickly. Some people flat out let you know, like, hey, I just want to be, I just want you to listen to me right now. Hey, I just want you to reassure me. Um, but like with a lot of languages, a lot of things can get misinterpreted and it's really bad when it gets misinterpreted. Um, I'm going to use me as an example. I misinterpreted someone who, um, their comfort language was, and I felt really bad because that wasn't, 
I assumed what they wanted because at that time when I was helping them, a lot of people who I was around wanted to be helped with like solutions. So I was like, oh, you know, maybe she's like that. Let me help her with solutions and stuff like that. And I felt like I wasn't being heard. But in reality, it's not because she it's not because she was being mean and she just wasn't listening to what I had to say. It's just that's not her language. Her language was just someone to listen to her. And I misinterpreted that because I thought she just wanted a solution. So I was out here helping her when in reality, she, that's not what she was looking for. She was just looking for a listener. And, you know, I definitely apologize. That was on my behalf and stuff. But like with a lot of languages, a lot of things can get misinterpreted in between. And I feel like that's something... Um, if you have one, a couple people that rant to you very frequently, I feel like you should ask before they're like, when they say, hey, can I rant? Then you should be like, can I ask you this? Do you want to be listened, reassured, or do you want help? And then everything will just go out more smoothly. Um, I learned that after the argument, not before the argument. I've been using it since. And it's definitely helped me understand what people are looking for when they're venting. Because some people are just looking to vent. And then, like, you hoping that you'll distract them towards the end of it so they, you know, just talk about it and leave it alone. Um, everybody's different. You know, if everybody was the same, life would be pretty boring. And I hope everybody had a great day today. And I'm going to log off with that.